You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 132 of the Well Women podcast. I want to kick it off by saying happy Women's Health Week. The first full week of September is Women's Health Week and there are so many different women around the world celebrating this particular week in different ways. But the way that I'm celebrating Women's Health Week on the podcast is with Singru Tassis and we are talking all about the feminine in business. This episode is dedicated to syncing your business with your menstrual cycle. Now the reason why I asked Singru to come and join me for this particular episode and this conversation is because she's an embodiment and leadership coach, speaker and author of The Intimacy Within. She's also the host of another podcast called Sacred Leaders, The Humanitarian and Modern Medicine Woman. She is known for supporting her mission which is driving entrepreneurs to embody their deepest truth and alignment to amplify their impact in the world from the inside out. Now, as an expert in integration of purpose and success, Singrid bridges ancient wisdom and modern leadership to help those who are ready to up-level their game in life, leadership and entrepreneurship, through looking at the person behind the business and aligning with a higher version of themselves. So you can guess that Singrid and I get along abundantly. Now, I was also recently featured on Singrid's episode, Sacred Leaders, and talking all about how to do business in a feminine flow. So this particular episode, we dive into the impact through impacting other people with your vision as a feminine in business. We talk about embracing your feminine. We talk about the why the masculine force can ruin your business, how to amplify feminine flow to your business, defining productivity and the best phase of your cycle to do that, understanding the feminine and masculine energies and the energetics of that and how to actually apply that to your business and your purpose, how to sync your business with your cycle. We go through that in depth and Singrid shares how she does this. And then we talk about three different tips that will help you embrace your flow state. This is an absolute beautiful episode in guiding women in Women's Health Week to help them amplify their own businesses. And even if you don't have a business and you have a job, we would love you to embody this information and education and apply it to your own individual life. It is totally possible to run your business in a feminine flow without the force of the masculine. That's what I used to do. And when I adopted the surrender, allow and open approach, it completely transformed Wellsome and also birthed cyclical the cyclical menstrual cycle coaching course that i teach in helping women become menstrual cycle coaches around the world anyway enough about that let's dive into this episode with singrid today's episode is brought to you by my five-day love your cycle mini course are you new to getting to know your own menstrual cycle would you like to understand it in a better way and know how to live as a cyclical woman Well, this is the simplified self-paced course for you. It teaches you the foundations and fundamentals of your menstrual cycle in under a week. Receive daily educational class videos and audios, along with the action steps, a cycle tracking guide, cycle prompts, and my Love Your Cycle 50-page ebook and audiobook. This is your chance to discover everything you wish they had taught you at school about your cycle, how to eat, how to move, honoring your emotions, and identifying PMS and cycle science before they arise. It's now your turn to join over 500 women from all over the world who have taken this course to reclaim and reconnect with their bodies. And you can do this too in under 
pounder a week for less than a fancy vegan burger. To learn more, visit wellsome.com forward slash shop. And to thank you for being a listener of the show, use the code CYCLELOVE to save 20% off. Sigrid, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm very excited also. Um, We've never had an episode where we've really honed into feminine flow done right with business. So I'm excited to have a business conversation with you because I never have those conversations on the podcast. Um, Before we jump into it, though, I would love our listeners to get to know you. So who are you and what is it that you do and what day of your cycle are you on today and how are you checking in in this moment? Mm, Okay, so I'll start with that Um, on day 20. And how I'm checking in, I started my morning really slowly. Um, I read in bed for like an hour, which is something that I don't get to do every single morning. So that's how I checked in, just really starting the morning with a lot of presence and a lot of me time. Fantastic. Now about me and what I do. So it's always tricky to put a label into this. I feel like there's so many things and I'm sure you're just like me. We, we wear so many hats and do so many things in saying that. In a nutshell, I am an embodiment and leadership coach, an author, a podcast host, and a modern medicine woman. And what I do is support leaders and mission-driven entrepreneurs to initiate themselves into the fullness of who they are, to really embody their deepest truth and alignment so that they can amplify their impact in their business from the inside out. And I do this through masterminds and courses and ceremonial retreats, one-on-one coaching, all of the different things, Um, but really... The purpose of my work is to support those that want to bring more depth to their legacy to really embody their their mission. Oh, I love that. Bring more depth to their legacy so they can really embody their, their mission. Let's talk about legacy because what do you mean by that? Because traditionally, if we think of legacy, we, we think of something very, very different. Oh, I want to have this home and this property in, in the family for you know, 500 years and that's a legacy business or a legacy property. But what, when you say bring more depth to legacy, what does that mean? Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. So put it in a really simple way, the 500 years house, the business, all of that, that means nothing once you leave. That means nothing. But the way in which we become and our missions become infinite and over last once we're gone is through the impact that we've created individually in people, in their lives, in their way of thinking, in their way of being. So by legacy, I mean the impact that we create in the the people that is around us, in their minds, their consciousness, their lives, their hearts. Really, that is the type of legacy that I want to create and I encourage other people to create. And I feel like conscious leaders and entrepreneurs that are you know, tuning into themselves and the truth of who they are, see this, like money, awesome. I love money. I love creating it. I love my business. I love all of these different things. But once you're gone, that is gone as well. That the the meaning and the depth of the materialistic things that we might be able to achieve is so finite, it's so limited. But the impact that we can create through impacting other people's lives, through impacting other people's consciousness, through impacting their hearts is infinite. So that is the type of legacy I support my clients on creating. Oh, I love this. It's so super juicy. Now, I would love to know, let's go back before this era and this time in your life. 
How did you get to becoming this beautiful embodied coach and modern medicine woman? Because mm. I know everyone has their own kind of personal journey on how they get how they got to where they are. Like I'm a menstrual cycle educator and coach, and I run a training school teaching people how to become menstrual cycle coaches. But I studied fashion out of school. I was a swimwear designer, so yeah. it's always very diverse. I'd love to hear how you became an embodiment coach and modern medicine woman. Yeah, well, fun fact, I studied fashion as well. There you um, go. Didn't finish, but yeah, I studied fashion as well. But I actually had, um, uh, I worked in corporate for years in Barcelona. And I'll start by saying, I feel like every single thing that I have gone through from the moment of birth, if not before, created the person who I am today. So I really do think that every single thing that we go through life builds up. Um, in saying that on a professional way, I was in corporate for years and it was thanks to a breakup that stirred up a lot of my inner shit and a lot of my stuff and got me to, to experience really intense anxiety, which forced me to look at myself and realize that I was living a life by default, not a life by design. So I started working with a coach back then. Um, I didn't even know what coaching was, but through working with this woman, epic woman, I started to see that I actually could choose a life that was different than what I just had fallen into because it made sense and people around me were doing it and all of those sort of things. So from there, I quit everything and I moved to Australia I became a yoga meditation teacher and years later, I was blessed to be introduced to plant medicines. So I traveled the world uh, sitting in hundreds of plant medicine ceremonies with indigenous elders from different um, cultures and just learning a lot about what leadership looks like and means for these people mm. that are so much more embodied than what we see in the mainstream world. Um, there's such depth to, to the work that I was able to, to see them doing. And when I started my coaching career, I started doing self-love and self-confidence coaching. But later on, I realized that almost every single client I had um, was a coach and realizing that what I was actually supporting them with was embodying their truth and was really amplifying their impact from the inside out in this way through leadership. So that moment when I realized it all kind of came together and it made sense, the work that I had been doing with plant medicines, the work that I had been doing with my own personal journey, with coaching trainings and um, my spiritual journey. And it all merged into this one thing that I do now. I love that. For anyone who's listening to this, who's like, oh, I would love to be able to do this. And I want my business to do this kind of thing or look like this or get there. Is that you can't, the, the, I think the biggest thing I, I take out of what you just mentioned in your story is that you can't rush to the end destination. You need to take the journey to get there. And without having all of those little incremental experiences, like what you meant, like everything in your life has brought you here to where you are today and how you do things and how you deliver and how you show up and who you are, you can't judge yourself against someone else because I feel that there's a lot of people today, especially since the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of people looking at creating shifts and changes in their life mm -hmm. because of the shifts and changes that have occurred in the world with travel and business and most people are now online yeah. and because of that they're like oh well you are over here and you're doing achieving this but hang on you've been in business eight years as opposed to someone who's just starting out and has been in eight weeks yeah. there's a very very big difference and what's something that you would give to a tip to someone something else I want to add in later but before we go there a tip, someone who is starting out in business, who's listening to this, who's like, I would love to be where Singer is and be able to 
do this and work with clients and run retreats and work one-on-one and have masterminds. And maybe that's not even what you want to do. Maybe you want to open a florist store like one of my great friends who just did. What tip would you give to them who are just starting out? Do the inner work. Mm. Absolutely. Like 1,000%. There is only that much that business strategies can give you. And I fully believe in hiring business coaches. I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't without the support of so many of my mentors and coaches in business. In saying that, it all starts within. You are the center point piece to everything occurring in your life and in your business. So oftentimes we think that we need the perfect strategy, the perfect marketing, the perfect um, ads, the perfect website, the perfect offering, all of these things, when in reality is who you are that creates all of that, that makes all of that possible. So especially for coaches, healers, teachers, it all starts with who you be, with your embodiment, 1000%. And then for people that are maybe, well, I'm doing a product, um, product-based product business, something that has nothing to do with a personal brand or something like that, it still impacts because what you believe about yourself, about the world, about what you're capable of, what you're safe to do, what you are meant to be doing or how you're meant to show up, the things that you think, all of the different things that you have believed about yourself in the world will impact how you do business. So if you want to create something that you haven't created before, you are most likely going to need new beliefs, new stories, new ways of operating. So absolutely 1000% inner work before anything. I love that because you just... People kind of bypass that totally, like completely bypass it. So I've been self-employed for, God, hang on, I'm nearly 35 and I started my first business when I was 20. So a long time, basically. And when I think about it, I never did inner work back then. I've only really, I think I I saw my first, um, I had my first blessing, you could call, like I like to call it my first blessing and initiation into, into a spiritual practice back in 2011 and so that was really the ricochet of events and that's how long I've been practicing yoga since now and you know regular meditation and and self-connection but before then I was very much I felt singered like I was on a bit of the the rat race a little bit on like the hamster wheel constantly going going and then the first five years of business time onwards was very much about how do I say, I just was in a real masculine mindset when it came to Mm -hmm. business. What do you find and see in your own practice with other coaches and other, not even just coaches, other business people, so other menstruators who are in business? Do you see a similar thing? Like what's the common pattern here? It's absolutely what I what I feel most of us fall into 1000%. And I experienced that myself as well, going from corporate into entrepreneurship. I went into entrepreneurship because I wanted to be free and I wanted to do my own thing and be purposeful and all of those things. And it wasn't until I, I had to really look at how I was doing entrepreneurship that I realized I had carried all of the beliefs I had in regards to how you do business, what success is, what type of things you need to compromise in order to be successful, yada, yada, yada. Until I I had a look at that, that I realized I had carried my beliefs from corporate into entrepreneurship. And I feel like that happens for almost literally every single woman that I have worked with has found themselves in this position. And I feel Mm -hmm. like overall, the business world was created by men for men. 
if we think about it, it was not that long ago that women started to work and be able to have careers and run their own businesses and do all of the things that we do now. So the business world and the way in which it operates was created by men for men. And this is not an attack on men whatsoever. We just weren't in the picture. We weren't working. We weren't having businesses. So it makes sense why we did it like that. And also looking at the fact that so many of the studies that get done in regards to flow state and productivity and how to reach those those focused um, states are done in men because it's too hard to do it in women because we're menstruating and hormones change and, and the cocktail of hormones that we have within is constantly changing. So understanding that even when we read books on productivity, when we read books on how to do business, how to achieve success, how to manage our team, how to most of those resources that we have access to, and let's, we have more and more resources um, written and created by women nowadays, but most of them were created by men for men. So we get to understand this because there's definitely way too many women trying to operate in a really masculine way within their businesses. And that leads us to burnout. It leads us to a lack of inspiration, lack of creativity, to feeling completely drained, overwhelmed and uninspired in the end. Oh, I love this. Like, oh, I'm so excited that you're talking about all of this stuff. I see this inside client work with one-on-one women working with their menstrual cycles is that over a period of time, eventually their men are like, but, I'm the same all the time. I don't want to like yin and yang with my food. I don't want to go from warm food to salads to spicy to (laughs) to soups. You know, I don't want to, that's not my thing. I just kind of work out what I like to eat and I kind of do the same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that so much in the physical practice and what you were mentioning about how the habits of business, goals, structure, spreadsheeting, forecasting is I feel quite masculine and if you think about it nearly every single diet regime was developed by men if we look at exercise and movement nearly every single movement every aspect of yoga was developed by a male and even though you can apply feminine surrender to yoga it's still a male dominated um, practice really if you think about it why was a stronger designed for teenage boys to, you know, get them in line. That's trickled through into so many aspects of our feminine. And I think that's impacting women in their progress of becoming feminine in their business. I know it impacted me massively. So what would you give to those who are listening who are like, oh, holy crap, I do this in my business. What kind of guidance would you give them at like, allowing flow and a feminine approach to their to their business structure or the business purpose or their business legacy yeah so i'll start with three and then happy to dive into any of them or others if you want to later the first thing is really understanding or redefining productivity understanding that things like fun pleasure, rest are actually adding to your productivity, not taking away from it. So oftentimes we think that the more we work, the more we'll get done. And that in order to be productive, we need to be really busy. And that resting or um, self-care or pleasure, fun, those things are luxuries that we don't have the time to do, especially when we want to be successful, blah, blah, blah. It's important to understand that our energy levels first of all, are not going to be the same in every phase of our phase of our cycle, first Hello, of all. Yeah. And secondly, that it's like, it's like a, a phone battery. 
if you if you don't recharge it, it's eventually going to run out and it's going to be flat. And then you're going to have to wait a lot more until it turns on again. Right. So it makes more sense to constantly recharge it. And it's important to understand this because oftentimes we think of working and all things work related as the ones that are going to bring the results. What we think of rest and self-care and pleasure and fun as things that are for whenever I get a vacation or when I've retired. And entrepreneurs can be really, really focused on their goals and forget that we get to leave as well. So it's really important to understand these because things like taking a break, things like reading a book, things like um, making love, self-pleasuring, having a shower, going for a swim, like all of those things, having a yummy meal, taking your time. Those things will actually support you to be more focused and more productive as Mm. opposed to getting in the way of you doing so. And this is something that, magically we magically forget we tend to forget this and completely bypass the importance of resting the importance of having fun the importance of bringing pleasure and self-care into our lives so absolute first thing that one the second thing that i would say is understanding and getting in touch with both our feminine and masculine energetics Because even when we're running the business from this super masculine way, it's not the healthy masculine that is driving. It's the unhealthy masculine energy that's driving the business. So we all have both feminine and masculine energetics within, and we need them both. Now, when we get in touch with them and understand them, we can use them to our benefit versus letting them run the show in ways that might not be supportive to our well-being or to our business in the long term. How I see this being done and how I've done it myself and support my clients to do it is through understanding that the masculine energy within us has its place. It's super, super supportive. I use it to create the containers in my business. So the processes, um, automation, delegation, the, for instance, one of my master, um, one of my group programs is the Embodied Woman Six Months Mastermind. Everything that comes, um, in regards to the structure is done by the masculine energy within me, right? Making sure that all emails are automated, that everything everything is taken care of, that everything is working as it should, that there's a process for everything. All of that, um, the creation of the container, the back end stuff in the business is the masculine taking care of the feminine. Now, when I enter my containers, I can be deeply in my creative, inspired, intuitive energy because I don't have to be worrying about the nitty gritty little details because my masculine energetics already took care of that. So that is really big. And there's so much more that I could say in this, but just to to keep it simple, the third thing would be really syncing our business with our cycle. And this is absolutely game changing. Way too many women don't do this. This transformed my life 1000% and has transformed the lives of every single client that I have suggested this and supported to do this. Why? Because as I was sharing, we don't have the same energy in each phase of our cycles. And also, you'll know more about the, the details and the nerdy details of this than me, but our hormones are changing in each one of the phases of our cycles. So naturally, we won't have the same levels of energy, focus, productivity, creativity, um, 
all of those things that we that we may need in order to to apply to business we won't have the same levels depending on or in each of the single phases of the cycle so what we do when we start learning about our different phases and syncing our business with it is that instead of working against our wisdom our internal wisdom our nature we work with it instead Mm. of trying to push ourselves to doing tasks that we totally don't feel like doing we learn what tasks are we most eager more ready more capable of doing depending on each cycle and we schedule our business around that for example um i'm pretty sure that my assistant and your assistant were having a conversation trying to book this podcast next week that was a total (laughs) no for me because i'm going to be menstruating so while i'm bleeding i will not do podcasts my team knows this i literally have in my google calendar one event that says bleeding so my OVM knows that there's no podcast that gets scheduled in that way and that supports me because I'm no longer having to jump on podcasts and going like I feel brain fog I totally don't feel like being on camera I totally don't feel like being chatty to anybody I just want my own time I want to do my own thing right Mm -hmm. and there's weeks where or phases in, in the cycle where we are a lot more extroverted and we feel a lot more glowy and social. So I'll always launch any single pro- any product that I have, I'll launch it in that time of my cycle because I know that I'm going to feel so much more excited to talk about things, so much more eager to get on camera and share about my offerings. So I would never start my launch while I'm bleeding. But that's something that I didn't know before. So I kept on having to do those things because it was my calendar. It was planned that way. And I kept on constantly finding myself dragging from one task to the other without really wanting to be doing those things. So we get into entrepreneurship because we want to be free. We want to do things our own way. And then we find ourselves pushing through because we don't do this. We don't align with the inner wisdom of our bodies. Mm-hmm. Doing this, absolute game changer. <sighs> You're speaking my language. Yes. <laughs> I cannot agree more. I literally cannot agree more. I think that we live in a world and it's very much, and maybe it's different for me because I work in this space, but I can definitely see there's a shift coming. There's a big shift where women are starting to recognize this and more and more workplaces just in the news last week, um, a corporate company announced that they allow women to take menstrual days. Now, I, if we think about this in a workspace, a corporate world, right? Um, I don't like white collar, blue collar, but if you think about it in a white collar circumstance or business place is that non-menstruators are very much potentially offended. Well, why would they get extra days off and not us? I actually don't necessarily think that we need as women extra days off, but why not allow the flexibility where we could work an extra two hours a week or four hours a week when we are in that confident phase of our our hormone structure, which is really follicular and ovulation. So in a spring, in a summer that lead towards ovulation time. And then when we're pre-menstrual and menstrual, what if we took off those four hours and we Mm -hmm. maybe worked from home on those days, but still worked, or maybe we were more flexible and we had a more easygoing morning and we went into the office at say 10.30 instead of 8.30. I think creating awareness and flexibility around this allows women to change their productivity and really tap into 
what works for them. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I have no idea what these ladies are talking about, think about the time that you've had to like write a podcast, um, sorry, or like a blog post or a post for Instagram or a newsletter. And you're like, this is so hard and you can't do it. That might not just be because you're not good at doing it. It could be because your brain is not designed in that moment to do that. It's designed to do other things. And mm-hmm. I've found you can apply different phases and aspects to your business, but you kicked it off with the topic and an element that I love, like defining productivity. So could you describe, because you mentioned that I do not do podcast episodes when I'm menstruating. I actually feel sometimes, just on that before we go to productivity, that um, you know, our cycles can change. Um, I went through a personal experience last year where I had to have a surgery um, and after an unplanned pregnancy, and therefore my cycles have changed a lot in the last six months, and they've you know been quite erratic in length as my body's been repatterning. But for some women, it's like that all the time. And you can't always predict when you're going to bleed. But I always feel that if an interview or something appears when I'm menstruating, I have the most deepest inner wisdom come out of my mouth that I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? (laughs) So sometimes they happen for the right reasons. You can't control everything. And that's the art of allowing, right? But you mentioned productivity. So Singur, I'd love for you to share what does your productivity look like in each of the four phases of your cycle? So let's kick it off with menstruation. What does your productivity look like in menstruation time? Yeah, definitely. On that note, before I start, I want to say absolutely yes to allowing. If a podcast is going to happen, I always say if Russell Brown or Joe Rogan were to call me and be like, hey, we're going to feature you in front of millions of people. Do you want to be in? And it happens to be my menstrual phase. I absolutely will say yes. But it's a thing that you you get to choose if you have the space and Mm -hmm. the means to do it for sure. So for me, um, while menstruating, it's always a really slow pace. It's really, really important to have a lot of space. So during that week, I actually slow down as much as possible and it's my when I feel like it week. Now, I understand that not everyone has the freedom to do this, um, depending on how their businesses work or what type of job they're, they're doing. This was something that was really important to me because about a year ago, I started to have really intense periods and it's been a journey to balance my hormones and get to a space where I could be um, PMS free again. But for whatever reason, we're still trying to find why that is happening. My periods have become this thing that have forced me to really slow down a lot more than I used to need to. So redefining productivity for me was like or looked like realizing that more often than not, for at least four days, I just need space. I need a lot of space. So for me, that looked like sometimes working on a Saturday so that I could not work on the week. So that I could just take that time off. Yeah. It's like, well, that's fine with me. I'll go to the beach on the Monday. I'll go for a walk. I'll go for a chai with a friend. I'll journal um, in the forest. I'll go for a hike. Like I'll do the things that are really nourishing me and giving me what I need and create Mm. that spaciousness. And then once that energy is really gone by and I'm getting a surge of new energy, then I'll work extra. So love that. Yeah, really important to do that. Um, That has been really important to me. So my team knows that's a week where I don't have set goals. I don't have deadlines because it depends every single month. Yeah, 
it, they're totally flow days. So if mm -hmm. I feel like it, I'll do that. If I don't feel like it, it's fine. I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not going to pressure myself to do anything. Just going to take it easy. Some months I can totally work and I still have inspiration and I feel like doing things. Some months I just, I have a vacation on that week and that's completely fine with me. Mm -hmm. So that's how it has looked like for that particular phase. Awesome. I think that is so beautiful, especially the note that you made as an individual who's running their own business is that sometimes you choose to work on a Saturday and who says the Saturdays are a weekend and you can't have a weekend on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, <laughs> right? Like I recently went away Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with my partner and people are like, oh, what? Like you, you're not going away for the full weekend. I'm like, no, I want to do other things on, the, on, the, on those days. And it kind of allows you the flow to be able to choose when you work and when you choose not to work. And I'm very much the same. Sometimes it doesn't work that way all the time with clients, but I, I really want to make sure that I allow myself space outside of those designated like um, appointments, you could say. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't have that, you know, I'm a mother of four kids. I don't have that joy or I work a nine to five job or I, you know, I work a job, but I don't get to choose my hours. Make sure you add that support that Sigrid mentioned before or after work. You know, that's the time to reach out for support. Like literally say to your partner or a loved one, hey, like call your mum up or your dad and say, I'd really love if you just made dinner tonight. Can I come over for dinner? And then just take that responsibility off yourself and give it to somebody else. I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by the Well Women Academy. The Well Women Academy is my signature group coaching program. It's a weekly membership together where we study menstrual cycles, holistic health, and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women access members-only self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, audio, video, and guided home study. Join me and women from all over the world as together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and everything to do with your yoni. This is your chance to join an international community of supportive women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's a cyclical sisterhood like no other, not to mention it's also cheaper than your daily coffee fix. To learn more and to join us, head to wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's wellsome, W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E.com forward slash academy. Let's talk about that spring, that post-menstruation pre-ovulation phase, and then we'll move into ovulation. So what does your productivity look like? for you then mm, that's when things start to get exciting again for me and I just start to feel that urge of like okay there is life on the other side of this and I kind of like like humans again and I want to go out and talk to people again <laughs> that's so me that's today. When, yeah <laughs> so that's the when the energy starts to get exciting and I feel this urge to be around people again and talk to mm -hmm. people so that's usually the time um any chances between spring and summer I kind of like feel this energy is present in both of these phases for me, but that's my social time where I feel like I want to start um, organizing collaborations. That's a time where I look at who do I want to bring in my podcast? What podcast do I want to reach out to to be featured on? Um, what friends have I not caught up with in a long time that I want to reach out to? Um, if there's events, uh, networking events or community events, those are usually 
that's the the time where I start to feel eager to to say yes to those things again. And in terms of business, is a lot of multitasking starts in that time. So I go from being more intentional um, and internal into being a yes to more things. I'm also, for those of you that are into human design, I'm totally a manifesto generator. So wearing all of the different hats and doing all of the different things is my jam. Um, but yeah, that's a time where I can multitask a lot. I can jump from putting my energy into this little bit to putting my energy into this other little bit. Um, so everything and anything is welcome in that time. A lot of A lot less back end because I have more creativity and I feel more social, I usually feel like doing more things that are um, relating to other people versus doing the, you know, more um, outward and things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love this. This is, this is how I feel. This is what I do. It's so, it's so good to hear someone else. Well, one passing on this information to, to your own clients, because it's one thing to know about how the intricacies of the menstrual cycle, but then, just the productivity is just one other aspect. So it's so beautiful to hear that you're actually sharing this. And it just goes to show that you really can have weeks that you're like bang, 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 bang. And things for me in those two phases just feel like everything just happens so authentically and naturally and then nothing is forced. Yeah. Now let's talk about the phase of the cycle that women find the most challenging, I find which is inner autumn post-ovulation pre-menstruation. Mm-hmm. What does productivity look like for you in that phase? I'm always interested to learn about this phase with different people. Yeah, so for me, um, within that phase, it's a lot of getting clear and it's almost like a cleaning out, cleaning things out. So there's a lot of tidying up. There's a lot of getting rid of everything that that's not serving. Um, it's a time where it's almost for me as I'm getting ready to bleed and I'm getting ready for hibernation so it's a time where I finish things off times where I start delegating a lot more so there's a lot more conversations with my team because I know I'm going to have a period where I probably maybe don't want to be doing so many things so that's a time where I'm tidying things up Mm -hmm. and there is a little bit I noticed there is a tiny bit of a grief that I experience Um, I know some people say that the grief comes biologically because we haven't had a pregnancy and there's people that think that is why like there's a biological aspect to grieving the fact that we didn't create a baby in saying that I feel like for me as an entrepreneur I start to grieve the loss of my creativity and my inspiration and my social you know that that energy because I love the energy of the spring and summer phases and you know I find that I love every single one of the sessions of the of the phases but it's true that in this particular phase I feel that little bit of grief Mm -hmm. so I know that I'm going to go into a period where I don't feel so eager and capable of doing all of the things and being as productive getting as much stuff done so this is a time where I'm looking into what needs to be done before I go into that phase so there's a mm-hmm. lot of organization there's a lot of tidying up there's a lot of um getting even more clear on the different processes within my business for delegation it's like a back end get shit done time for me they're the words that I use get shit done it's yeah. kind of like the time of your cycle where you're like oh 
I really have to clean the cutlery drawer in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden the whole kitchen is clean three mm-hmm. hours later. <laughs> yeah. Because you're just in this mode where you are so, it's a, it's a time where in your mind, so, you know, the endocrine system is made up of multiple glands. And so a couple of the glands that live in our brain, our pineal and pituitary gland and the hypothalamus, they have a big responsibility with our menstrual cycle. And everything is kind of tailored at that time of laser focus. Mm-hmm. And so that's the whole getting shit done. Like you can generally yeah. have more stuff on your list to do and you feel like you can get it all done. And it's the, yeah. the joy of ticking things off. <laughs> yeah. And um, I feel that mm. there's a little bit of a difference for me um, in the pre-ovulation phase. Like I call that my machine gun week because mm. I'm literally so capable of doing like the work that I would usually do in 16 days. I can do it in like three hours. There's so much but the energy is different. It's yeah. like this, this inspiration energy where I want to create and I can get a lot done from that space of like um, creativity and inspiration. Then in summer season, I call that like my inner glow where it's like, I feel amazing in ovulation. I feel the most capable or, or like I'm glowing. I'm glowing from within. And then in that premenstrual phase, I get as much done as in machine gun week, but it's a finishing off versus a yep. creating and starting. Totally. Yeah. That's such a good defi- like definition between the two because there really is a big difference. You know, that inner autumn premenstrual time is that I want to do the book work, get my accounts fixed and fixed up, and I want to yeah. make sure that it's kind of like the final steps that you would take before you go on a holiday. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) you want to get all those things done Mm -hmm. I love it this is fantastic thank you so much for sharing about how you define your productivity in those different phases now we're kind of I love chatting this is so much fun um you mentioned number two like how to apply feminine flow to your business was understanding the feminine and the masculine energies something that I've witnessed in myself in business is becoming too over masculine creates unhealthy masculine and therefore you end up banishing the feminine and you kind of can get stuck in this masculine rat reel race that you just like against yourself literally fighting against yourself and something I would love for you to open up and explain or share more about is how can someone begin that starting phase of understanding feminine and masculinity in their business because I think there's so much education now about feminine masculine energy in the world one of my favorite teachers on this is David Dieta um, some amazing books that he's read about this especially enlightened sex which sometimes has nothing to do with sex but it's about those two energy balances it I always think Singret it's about okay hang on am I reacting in the moment in my business or am I responding so when it comes to feminine and masculine energetics how can someone who's listening to this start to explore the balance of that in their own dynamic of business or even their workplace yeah absolutely so I feel like you start there you start with really getting familiar with the energetics getting familiar with what exactly they are because while us um might have been exposed to a lot of this information I feel like some people listening might not um be so familiar with this and that's where we start it's true that there is a lot of information out there so i'd say unless this is something that particularly interests you you don't need to read every book you don't need to listen to every podcast but get an idea of what these energetics are 
personally first so that you can start recognizing them within and see what they feel more capable of doing within your business. Like what are the aspects of them that they can run? In a really, really summarized, generalized way, I see the masculine as the energy that brings the direction, that is goal-driven, that is single-focused, that is um, can concentrate really well and create the container. They say the masculine is the riverbed and the feminine is the water. So really understanding these um, masculine energetics as the one that builds the container for the depth, the creativity, the inspiration, the intuition, the healing to be able to come and take place. Now, the feminine energetics, again, super summarized and super generalized, but the feminine energetics usually are the ones that take care of the more intuitive part of your business, is the part that manifests, is the part that can handle all of the little details that can bring depth and um that that feminine touch to everything that you do and these it's not just for women but for men as well we we get to do this so there's so much that we could look into but the one way in which i like to always explain it is the masculine creates a container and the feminine brings the magic into the container so the masculine is the one that creates the the glass and then the feminine is the one that pours the water within the glass. And we can't be with one or without the other. The same way that that happens, what you mentioned, when we go too much into the masculine, sometimes we also can find ourselves in the unhealthy feminine, where there is no structure. There is, um, I see this in a lot of women as well. They resist structure. They completely resist organization. They completely resist processes. But then it's really hard for them to expand in their business, to call in more abundance, to grow and scale their businesses because everything is all over the shop. So the unhealthy feminine, it's also not going to support you to get there. So in order to find a balanced business and a balanced life where your well-being as well as your success is being prioritized, we get to have both energetics, the masculine to create all of those aspects and the feminine to bring in that magic. Women that are too much in their unhealthy feminine and are resisting the masculine are really struggling to grow their businesses. And ultimately, they're also not taking care of themselves in the way that they could because they're constantly worrying about, did I send this email? Did I do this thing? And how is this working? And I forgot to send this thing to my client. And where is the, the money coming from? And where is there's no support. So you want to activate your inner masculine energetics to support your inner feminine. And that's where we can find that sustainable success. Oh my God. My eyes are just like the emoji with the love heart eyes. I'm just loving it in my ears, really. I love, love, love how you said the masculine is like the riverbed and the feminine is like the water. That is one of the best definitions that I've heard about a simple way of understanding the feminine and the masculine differences. And it's so true. The unhealthy feminine is just as damaging to your business as the unhealthy masculine. And finding that healthy balance for yourself is ultimately what a coach is really good for. Yeah. I feel because, you know, coaches, regardless of what they coach on or their, um, their niche, you could say, is that they can see in you what you yet can't see in yourself. And it took me a long time to realize that I was in the unhealthy masculine because of personal reasons that forced me into that way as I was rejecting my femininity. But having that balance is so, so beautiful. Um, I hope everyone's listening to this being like, oh, my God, I want to learn more about this. If someone does want to learn more about 
the feminine and the masculine energetics, what are some good resources that they could lean into to learn more? Mm. There's a lot of resources out there and I feel like each description feeds with different people. Mm -hmm. I find that sometimes the way in which I explain it lands for some people and then some people bring explanations, a way of explaining it that truly don't land for me. There's this one amazing book that I loved in saying that I, I have to say it is a little bit heavy to read. It's not the easiest of books. But it's an amazing book um, that brings a lot of depth to this understanding called Goddesses in Every Woman by a world-renowned um, psychoanalysis called Jen Shinoda. And she has another book called Gods in Every Man. So what she does, so maybe even if you don't want to read the book, going and finding a synopsis and just like a little bit of a, of a summary of this book would be great because what I have found is that sometimes the tantric ways of describing the feminine and uh, masculine energetics are quite dualistic and miss a lot of the subtleties of the feminine and masculine mm. energetics. So they can confuse people and in a way almost shame people. I have found women that are like, well, but I am not this goddess looking, goddess dress wearing rituals under the moon type of woman. And doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not feminine. And I call bullshit on that big time. I know that there's a lot of women out there shaming themselves or feeling ashamed and embarrassed because they feel like they will just never connect to their inner feminine because it doesn't look a specific way. So what I love about these books is that they, they explain the feminine and masculine energetics, um, relating them back to ancient Greece goddesses and gods so they explained that you know there was the goddess of hunting and the goddess of sensuality the goddess of nurturing but also the goddess of war so it gives you a way more deeper understanding of what the feminine aspects um, are like so that you can really relate to that even if you might not be in this one specific way that mainstream media might be selling us about what the feminine is like these days Another great resource is looking at different feminine and masculine archetypes by Carl Jung. I feel like those um, are really great ways of understanding that as well. Like the archetype of the queen, but also the archetype of the huntress, the archetype of the crown, really relating those different aspects of our personality to those different archetypes. I find to be really helpful versus looking at the feminine is this one thing, the masculine <laughs> is this one thing, because that's shaming all the men that maybe are a it little does. more feminine or women that are a little bit more masculine. So it's Beautiful really important points. to be inclusive. So yeah, inclusivity is really, especially with these elements, because something that I love in David Dieter's work and even in John Wyland's work is that they very much talk about you know, you can have a same-sex relationship and it can be woman and woman and both have femininity and both have masculinity. I'm a heterosexual, my partner's a male, he has femininity and I have masculinity. And when we're both in our masculine, it doesn't work. And then when we're both in our feminine, it doesn't work. And having that polarity balance is really important. And when you can, I feel, when you can see that balance in a relationship dynamic, you can then start to see that relationship with your business because your business isn't a person. Your business isn't going to talk to you with words <laughs> um, or give you feedback in that way, but it can kind of help. And so they're great books. I'm actually going to be Googling and probably buying mm. those ones later today. So thank you for sharing. Absolutely amazing. We are almost out of time. So I want to ask you two final questions. Mm -hmm. One more question about what we've been discussing. You mentioned much earlier about flow state. Mm -hmm. 
And the balance of business and how being in your feminine and a great flow state can really help amplify your business, regardless of what kind of business, whether you work for someone or whether you work for yourself. What are three tips that you would give to one of our listeners on how they can embrace flow state? Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. The first thing that comes to mind is start the morning tuning in with yourself. Like, please, 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 if this is the one thing you take away from this podcast, let it be that. Like, start the morning tuning in with yourself. It's really hard to access flow state or to access our deepest inner truth, to know what we want, to know who we are, to know what's the next step to take in our business if we're completely disconnected from ourselves. And the more content you consume, the more voices you have in your head. So at least make sure that you check in with yourself before you allow the world to come at you. Because mm. the first thing in the morning, what you do is allowing the world to come at you by turning on your phone, etc., etc. When do you have the chance to come at the world? It's really important. So first thing, start creating that, that practice of connecting with yourself by starting the morning, tuning in within, whether that is 10 breaths, whether it is a walk in nature, whether it is a super long practice, tune in within first. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. Second thing, and people underestimate the power of this, connecting with our breath, connecting with our breath, like actually flow states are states of presence and are states where we are so focused on something that we are really immersed in that particular thing. So we can't, we can't live in that way if we're not connecting with the present moment and we're not present in our bodies if we're not breathing correctly. So this sounds really small to some people, but God is this deep. So connecting to your breath, learning to deep, deeply breathe to the bottom of your belly and throughout the day you can even set a few alarms on your phone that go off that remind you to breathe deeply until you are really well practiced in deeply breathing to the bottom of your belly cannot explain how important the breath is my best friend is a is an amazing breath work um and mind balance teacher really that's what her whole work is dedicated to and oh my god people just don't know how to breathe it's insane So they're great two tips. The final tip, three. Yeah, final tip, create spaces throughout the day for yourself. Again, people think that flow states are accessed through just focusing on the thing that you are doing. I find that that doesn't work, especially for us. Our productivity and our energy focus uh, concentration comes in waves. So make sure that throughout your day, you're scheduling um, little breaks whether it is to read a book, to have a meal with time to go out for a five minute walk or to simply have a dance party, but create those check-ins with yourself because otherwise it's really hard to actually stay focused and stay in flow. Mm, I love that. I, I live by those three things too. So yay. Hallelujah. If you don't do these, just apply one of them, do that for a month and then apply another and then try that for another month and don't force yourself to do everything if it feels too much but it all dramatically helps having on the show Um, i do have one final podcast question i ask all of our guests this we're totally switching gears is i want you to think about your younger menstruating self so when back when you got your first period and i would love for you to to share with us what are three tips that you wish you had have known then that you now know today Mm, i love that Um, The first one would be vulnerability is power. The first, the second one is 
sisterhood is sacred. Like really lean in. And the third one would be, I'll always be here. Yeah. Mm, they are so beautiful. I Okay. I'm not even adding anything to that. They are absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Um, Sigrid, how can our listeners find you and learn more about what it is that you do, learn more about your amazing embodiment coaching, your plant medicine woman work, all of that stuff? What's the best place for them to find you? Yeah, so best place, Instagram. Um, you can find me at Sigrid Tassis. This is one of those names that you're going to have to go into the title of the episode to see how it's written. But yes, Instagram, website, Facebook, all of the things, um, Clubhouse, all of the things, Sigrid Tassis, and also in my podcast called Sacred Leaders, um, which I'm going to be sharing a podcast with you really soon as well in there. So yeah, that's a great place to dive into more of this with me as well. Amazing. I will pop all of the links in the show notes for those who have trouble finding it. I'm also <laughs> going to look up those books that you mentioned and pop them in the show notes too, because I think they'll be great resources for people to, to link into. Um, but Sigrid, thank you so much for joining us on the show. I've absolutely loved hearing you share all of your wonderful wisdom about flow in business. And I'm truly grateful. So thank you for making the time. That's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.